0: Beloved congregation of the Lord Jesus Christ, there are many activities in life where if things don't go well the first time, uh, you can always have a do-over. For example, if your uh, golf shot goes really badly and ends up in the bushes, uh, perhaps you can take a mulligan. Uh, If you fail your driver's test and don't get your license, that might be frustrating, but you can always try again. And if you don't do well at your video game, you can always try the level one more time. However, there's one thing in this world that no one will get to have a do-over for, and that is the return of our Lord Jesus Christ. When he returns, and he will return, that's it. We will all be brought before the judgment seat of Christ, and there's no going back to do things over again. Now, that's, a quite, that's quite a sobering thought, isn't it? When Christ returns, there's no going back anymore. But that's also one reason why the Lord Jesus, why he tells us this parable here in Matthew 25. Because Christ will return, he urges us to watch carefully for his return. And not only to watch, but to watch wisely. He wants us to make sure we are ready for when he comes back. And above all, he calls you to do what it takes to make yourself ready for when he comes, so that when he does return, we will be ushered into his eternal kingdom. So that brings us to the sermon theme. The Lord Jesus teaches us to watch wisely for his return. We'll see from this parable that this includes, first of all, uh, preparing for his return, second of all, uh, watching for his return, and finally entering into his kingdom at his return. So preparing, watching, and entering. Now, as a a group of people sitting here this morning, we can find uh, many differences between us, a mix of ages, backgrounds, and life experiences. Some of us were uh, born into the church, or we grew up into the church. Others became Christians later in life. But whatever those differences might be, there are a few things that we have in common. One of them is this. All of us are hearing The same message. All of us are called by God to repent and believe in Jesus Christ. And all of us have knowledge, have been told that Jesus will return one day. If you happen to be listening to this message for the very first time, uh, let me tell you about, about it now. The Bible tells us over and over that Christ Jesus will return to judge the living and the dead. We could point to what we read in Matthew 24, where Jesus says, Therefore you must also be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. Listen also to 1 Thessalonians 4, where it says, The Lord himself will descend from heaven with a cry of command, with the voice of an archangel, and with the sound of the trumpet of God. So, all of us here, we have that knowledge. We've been told of Christ's coming. Now, we must pray that we would all, all of us, respond wisely to that knowledge. For though we might all know Christ is coming, that doesn't guarantee that we will make ourselves ready for his return. And this truth is so clearly explained by Christ in the parable in front of us this morning. The parable of the ten virgins. Here we have ten young women. They are all the same in this way. They were all invited to the same wedding celebration. Now, one commentator described the wedding celebration like this. Uh, normally, the bridegroom with some close friends left his home to go to the bride's home, uh, where there were various ceremonies, uh, followed by a procession through the streets after nightfall uh, back to his own home. And these young women were waiting for that procession to come through the streets. And When it came, they would join in the wedding festivities. So again, in one sense, uh, the ten virgins were the same. They were invited to the same wedding. And in one sense, all of them got themselves ready for the procession. After all, the text says, each of them grabbed their lamp and waited in the street. However, the Lord Jesus makes this distinction between them. He says, five of them were foolish and five were wise. For when the foolish ones took their lamps, they took no oil with them, but the wise ones took flasks of oil with their lamps. Now, these lamps were likely a common, a small oil lamp of that time. They were shaped almost like a a very small teapot. They were filled with oil, and then an oil-soaked wick would come out of the the spout at the end. And at that spot, the wick was lit, and the lamp kind of shined like a candle, It's also possible these were some kind of torches. Oil-soaked rags would be secured to the top of the torch and then lit on fire. And when the fire died down, they would re-soak the rags and light them once more. Now, why were these five young women who took no flask of oil uh, with them, why were they so foolish, considered foolish? Well, it's because in both cases, whether they had little oil lamps or some kind of torch, Once their oil ran out, their lights would be extinguished. And without lamps with them, they might even be considered wedding crashers. But the main message the Lord Jesus is teaching us is this. These five young women were so foolish because they did not prepare themselves properly That's the main point. They knew the bridegroom was coming, but they did not really get themselves ready. I'm sure many of you, when camping this past summer, when you go camping, one piece of equipment you all take is a flashlight. Well, it would be unwise to pack a flashlight, but no extra batteries. What happens on day three of your camping trip and your flashlight dies out, Every night for the rest of the trip, you're stumbling through the dark. You might trip over the edge of a tent pole. You might bang your shin on the trailer hitch. Who knows? But in this case, you have not prepared yourself properly for what's coming. Now, when we look at this parable, we might wonder, well, what does the oil symbolize? What does the lamp symbolize? Well, some have said that the oil symbolizes faith or perhaps living the Christian life, serving the Lord day to day. However, it doesn't appear that we are meant to pinpoint exactly what the oil is. But simply to emphasize, we need to prepare ourselves properly for the return of Christ. Our Lord Jesus is coming again. He's coming as the King of this world. He will judge the living and the dead. So you need to understand that reality and get yourself ready in your, in your life. You don't know when exactly he will come. But we need to make sure we are ready. You see, these five foolish uh, young women only made a half-hearted attempt at joining in on the wedding celebration. And Jesus is teaching us. Don't take on that same attitude when it comes to the return of Christ. The wise virgins, however, they wanted to make sure they were ready for anything. That's what sets them apart. They did not expect the bridegroom to be delayed, but if he was, that would be okay. They were prepared. And more than anything, they don't want to miss out on the festivities. They've received this invitation. They want to make sure they will go. So let us prepare. Take on that same attitude. Be ready for for anything at any time. Prepare yourself for the long haul as a Christian. You want to make sure you are ready today, you want to make sure you're ready tomorrow, you want to make sure you're ready all the way to the very end of your life, prepare for that. That brings us to our next point. So after grabbing their lamps, the ten of virgins waited on the streets. They waited, they waited, they waited longer than expected, however. Verse 5 says, as the bridegroom was delayed, they all became drowsy and slept. You can kind of picture that. Literally, it says uh, they they all began to to nod. Uh, We've probably seen that before. Someone is sitting up, but they get so tired, their head starts to fall forward. And when it falls forward, they jolt themselves awake for a moment. But then if you wait long enough, eventually they get so tired, uh, they just fall asleep. Now, sometimes in Scripture, it it talks about how we are to stay awake for the return of Christ. And what that means is we are to be spiritually awake, focused on the things of God. And we read that in Matthew 24. However, in this parable, no judgment is made against these young women for falling asleep. Rather, the falling asleep is meant to emphasize two different things. First, it emphasizes the lengthy time they had to wait for the bridegroom to come. They had to wait longer than expected. So they had to be ready uh, for that. And that's different from the previous parable in Matthew 24. In that parable, the return of the master to his wicked servant was unexpectedly quick and he wasn't ready. Here things are different. It's an unexpected delay. Christ is teaching us by those things. We need to be ready at at all times. It could happen today. He comes back. could happen tomorrow. could be at the end of our lives or 10,000 years from now. But no matter what the case, we need to be ready. But for the wise virgins, the unexpected delay was okay. They were prepared. So it didn't matter that they had to wait. So that's the first thing the sleeping emphasizes. There was a delay. They had to be prepared for that delay. The second thing their sleeping emphasizes is the surprising moment when the bridegroom comes. After waiting so long, they got drowsy and fell asleep. But all of a sudden, in a moment, out of nowhere, a cry rang out at midnight, shattering the silence, uh, jolting these ten young women awake. The cry went out, here is the bridegroom, come out to meet him. And this was it. The big moment they had waited for had finally arrived. It was time to greet the bridegroom, join in the festivities. And this highlights the surprising nature of Christ's return. And the Bible often describes the return of Jesus like this that it will be sudden. That it will catch many people off guard. Listen only to 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 2 and 3, for you yourselves are fully aware that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. And while people are saying there's peace and security, then sudden destruction will come upon them as labor pains come upon a pregnant woman, a woman, and they will not escape. And what, what our text emphasizes is that you will not have time to prepare yourself at the moment Christ returns. That's too late. You know, when the cry rang out, waking these ten young women, they all arose and trimmed their lamps. But there was a problem for the five foolish ones their lamps were going out, they didn't have extra oil. What were they going to do now? So they asked the five wise ones to lend them oil, but that wasn't going to work. The wise uh, virgins responded, sorry, but then there won't be enough for either of us. Go to the cellars, buy some more. So they hurried off, but while they were gone, the wedding procession came. The five wise young women joined in, but the foolish ones missed out. let me say it again you will not have time to prepare yourself when christ returns that's too late oh the lord's back better get ready now no it's it's not going to work so we must be ready before it comes and the other message for us is this you won't be able to rely on the preparedness of others if you are not prepared yourself. You know, there's something in us that might be tempted to think, you no, I'm sitting in the church with lots of other Christians, and just being here with them has got me covered. Or maybe this attitude, I'm born into a Christian family, I'm a member of the covenant, I don't need to worry about my own faith or living as God wants me to live and just worry about that later on in life. Both of those attitudes will fail. You cannot rely on the preparedness of others. You need to be prepared yourself as an individual. So we might wonder, well, how do we keep watch so that we are ready for Christ's return? And the first thing is this. We need to believe the gospel. Believe in Jesus Christ. Scripture says, it emphasizes, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, you will be saved. So every day we look to the cross of Christ, the work of Christ, for the forgiveness of our sins and our salvation. And be assured that Christ Jesus died to save sinful people like you and me. You see, being prepared doesn't mean that we never struggle with sin or that we are free from all sin entirely. No, we, we are sorry for our sin and look to Jesus Christ who has saved us. Believe the gospel. Be assured of your salvation in Him. Uh, 1 Thessalonians 5 speaks of this when uh, right after speaking of Christ returns, it says... But since we belong to the day, knowing Christ will return, let us be sober, having put on the breastplate of faith and love, and for a helmet the hope of salvation. For God has not destined us for wrath, but to obtain salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, so that whether we are awake or asleep, that is, alive or dead, we might live With him. Believe those words. Watch for the return of our Lord with that hope. God has not destined us for wrath, but to receive salvation. Put on that hope of salvation as a helmet. And faith in this gospel is a driver that enables us to prepare rightly. Without that hope, we'll never get ourselves ready, but with this trust, we will. The second way to keep watch is by not being so fixated on the things of this world that we stop watching for Christ's return. You know, there are many good, ordinary activities we may be uh, busy with as Christians. Lots of those activities begin again in September. Christians go to work, they build homes, they go on vacation, They do all those regular, everyday things. And that's fine. That's good. That's part of God's good creation. However, be on guard that we can be so consumed with our lives in the here and now that we forget what's coming afterwards. So as we live day by day, keep one eye looking ahead to the time when our Lord will return. That will probably mean keeping a lighter hold on the things of this world that, that we often t- uh, grip so tightly. And The final way to keep watch wisely is by getting rid of sin in our lives and to serve the Lord instead. And you see that in the parable at the end of Matthew 24. The wicked servant began to beat his fellow servants and to eat and drink with drunkards. The master came back and judged him severely for his wickedness. And it's the same message in Romans 13. The night is far gone, it says. The day is at hand. That is, the Lord is coming. So then let us cast off the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us walk properly as in the daytime, not in orgies or drunkenness, not in sexual immorality and sensuality, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify It's desires. That brings us to our last point. Now, the last section of our text begins at verse 10. While the five foolish young women were going out to buy oil, the bridegroom came, and it says, those who were ready went in with him to the marriage feast, and the door was shut. And this is the goal of being prepared for Christ's return that we might enter into and enjoy forever Christ's eternal kingdom. And when we are in that kingdom, there will be joy and happiness uh, forever. Uh, There will be uh, no more uh, suffering, no more sin, no more sadness or sickness or, or death. Uh, The preparing and watching for Christ's return in this life, it might be difficult at times, but it is worth it. Once we're there, we're there forever. No going back to suffering anymore. So that's an encouragement to keep watch. We're, We're waiting for that eternal kingdom. For the five foolish young women, the result was starkly different. After they bought the oil from the sellers, they made their way to where the feast was, but it was too late. The door was already shut. And they came to the door and said, Lord, Lord, open the door to us. Let us in. We want to come in too. But he answered saying, truly I say to you, I do not know you. And they were kept out of the marriage feast and they never entered in. The way uh, the last few lines of this parable is told reminds us of Christ's words in the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 7. He says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many mighty works in your name? And and then I will declare to them, I never knew you, Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. So we must take those words to heart. And when we look at this parable, well, we might feel that the bridegroom was a bit callous, perhaps. Sure, they were late, these young women, but can't you just open the door and let them in? But you know what the Lord Jesus is teaching us here? That despite, perhaps, some appearances... Some people might know of Christ's return, but they never prepare themselves for it. They might know the things of the Bible, but are not really looking for the kingdom of heaven, nor really care about entering into it. They might know the good news of Christ, but they never embrace it as their own. So we need to ask ourselves, well, does that describe me? And maybe because of our old sinful nature, it describes all of us in a sense. Oh, but we have to ask ourselves these questions. You know, where do we want to be in eternity? Well, sometimes you might hear the saying, life is short, you had better enjoy it. But how about we turn it around to this? Eternity is long. You had better prepare for it. So let me encourage every one of you to put off foolishness and embrace true wisdom. Why would you harden your heart against the good news of Christ? No, embrace it in faith. Don't follow in the footsteps of these five foolish virgins. Be wise. Look to Jesus Christ, his sacrifice for the forgiveness of your sins. And your sins will indeed be forgiven. Turn to Christ with your whole heart. Serve him in your life day by day. Live a life of devotion to your God and Savior. Watch for Christ's return. Wait for his return. And enter into God's kingdom when he does come back. Where there will be eternal joy. Amen. Let's now respond to the preaching of God's word by singing hymn 67, the stanzas 1, 2, 3, and 7.